Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to Geek Vibe Live. Welcome, 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 everybody, to a very special edition of Geek Vibes Live interview. Uh, we are speaking with one of my most anticipated guests of all time. Uh, I'm actually a little nervous to do this interview just because this guy is a brilliant actor. He's on one of my favorite shows of all time. I'm talking about Robin Lord Taylor, who plays Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. The Penguin, on a little show you might know called Gotham. So we are waiting for uh, Robin to connect with us, um, but just to uh, kind of give a little rundown, if you're not familiar with Robin's work, uh, he is an distinguished uh, ex- uh, film and television actor. He's also do- done some directing. Uh, he was in a couple of episodes of AMC's The Walking Dead, which I hope to talk to him a little bit about today. Uh, of course, he was also in a film called Accepted. Um, he was also in Step Up 3D. Uh, he's also been in a couple of other shows. I know he's done some uh, roles on uh, Law and & Order and stuff like that. So you probably know him best from his uh, role on Gotham. It's the best role um, probably I've seen him in. He absolutely has nailed it as the Penguin. And uh, hopefully once we get connected, uh, kind of dig a little bit into, you know, what his inspiration, um, you know, is behind, you know, as far as playing the Penguin. Uh, also, you know, just, you know, a little bit more uh, in-depth. Uh, maybe you could talk about the process of how this all came to be. So we are just currently waiting for him to join us. Uh, as soon as he does, uh, we will definitely uh, get started with that interview. Hey man, Hi, Robin. Up? My name is Kanan. How are you today? I'm doing real good, Kanan. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I just want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to uh, speak with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Where are you right now? Where are you taking from? 
Uh, actually, I'm taping from uh, Nashville, but our uh, the the main uh, people part of the group are in, uh, in New York, actually. Oh, nice. Well, maybe I hear the news, Nashville. You should come over and say hi. You're actually in Nashville? Yeah, no, not at the moment, but I'm going to be at Heroes and Villains in May at, at Nashville. Oh, yes, if I'll definitely, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be uh, covering that for Geek Vibes Nation, so I'll definitely come by and say hi. All right, man, right on. Anyway, right, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm doing really good. I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous because uh, I've been anticipating this interview. Uh, I've been trying to get you on for a long time. I know you're extremely busy, but uh, just uh, really uh, honored to, uh, you know, ha- to be speaking with you today. Oh man, the honor's all mine, and don't be nervous. It's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm on hiatus. It's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get give everybody a little bit of a rundown, um, you know, for our audience, Great. just about you know who you are, and then we'll get started with the interview if that's okay. Sounds good to me, man. I appreciate it. Everybody, my name is Kanan. Uh, this is a special interview today with Robin Lord Taylor. Uh, he's an American film and television actor. Uh, he starred in such roles uh, in the film Accepted, uh, Step Up 3D. Uh, he's also uh, played Sam on The Walking Dead, but you know him best for his role as Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Penguin on Fox's Gotham. So, uh, Robin, thanks again for hey. joining me today. My pleasure, man. Thank you. All right, so let's for, talk for a little bit. out there, if you, if you, I just want to put a disclaimer out there that I really have only one line in Step Up 3D. So let me just say, if you were going to rent it just to watch me, let me just do it for everybody. I want $20 on B-Boy Dark. All right, there we go. So, That's right, 20 that bucks, everybody. That's my line in Step Up 3D. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, so so let's talk a little bit about you know what was your inspiration to get into acting? Was there was there a moment in oh, in yeah. your in your life, or was there a film, or or was there someone particular that that got you inspired to actually become an actor? Oh my goodness! I I, I mean I've been you know I I was I I I I loved movies and theater. My mom took me to the theater. I grew up well. Let me start. I I so I grew up in the Midwest, in a small town, and um but. Thankfully, my mom always believed in, like, you know, sharing the arts with us, and so she made sure to take us to, like, all the shows that came through town, and came through, like, the large town about 20 minutes away, and, uh, and yeah, ever since then, I just knew that it was something that I just really, really enjoyed. Uh, I didn't really know that I could do it, per se, until I got into, like, junior high or high school, and then it was a really, really small uh, high, rural high school uh, at the time, and so, you know, I still didn't know. But when I applied for college, I went to Northwestern University, and when you apply, you declare your major, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I loved doing theater, and so I put down theater thinking, no, when I get there, I'll just I'll change it if I need to. But uh, but then I got there, and I realized, and I, I was there with kids who went to, you know, the high school performing arts in New York City, and like, you know, crossroads in LA, like these are people who had legitimate theater departments, in their high schools. And so I didn't know if I could, you know, compete with people like that. But when I got to Northwestern, I realized that, yeah, I could, and I did have something to say. And, you know, people responded to it, and I, and I knew what I was doing. It was the first time I really knew that I had a grasp on something, I had a skill. And so, so yeah, that's kind of, the, that's kind of how I, I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, um, so, you know, you're in, 
you know, you've been in, uh, like I said, you've been in Accepted, you, you know, you had the role in Step Up 3D, and uh, you, you were on Walking Dead, I know you were a couple, in a couple of episodes, um, mm -hmm. I, I know your time on that show was short-lived, but it's one of my favorite shows next to Gotham, can you talk about a little bit about your experience uh, working on such a huge show like The Walking Dead? Oh my gosh, it was just, it was amazing, and it also just it felt like it felt like lightning striking. You know, like I I auditioned, you know I you know I I got the audition, and I and you put myself on tape. Uh, <laughs> that's that just dated me right there, but that's what we call it. I put myself on tape to for the audition uh, for the part, and um, you know never thinking it would really happen, and then all of a sudden it did. And, you know, this is The Walking Dead, and I, you know, they, they don't tell you, as an actor, they don't tell you anything. Like, I had, I, the, the scene I auditioned with was, was, was a fake scene. I didn't, I wasn't given the script, so I didn't really, you know, I, you know, I, I knew the, the barest minimum of what, what was happening. But, um, but in a way that made it even more, I guess, like, visceral and exciting, you know, it's like, you know, it felt like I was, you know, going, I was going to Atlanta and I was going down to this amazing show that I, you know, was a fan of myself, which is always just a huge trip. And then, um, and yeah, it was just, it was just an incredible experience overall. I, 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 I never expected it to happen. And then again, like, when you show up on that set, I can't say enough about how amazingly kind the actors on The Walking Dead are. They, I, my first scene or my first day uh, was with uh, I had seen with uh, Melissa and Andrew, and they again couldn't have been nicer. They like anyone who steps on is in, is welcome as a member of the family. And it, you know when I was there, um, you know obviously I was like, oh my god, I never want to leave. Like everyone was so kind, and it just feel, you really felt like you were part of something big, you know, uh, and. But then I thought, I thought in my head, I was like, as I was leaving, not knowing I would ever come back, and this is before Gotham happened, I was thinking, I was like, oh, and it's, it's like, all I ever want is to be a regular on a show like that, and if I do, I will make sure that our show has that same familial, welcoming atmosphere that The Walking Dead has. Like, I just like, it's just so amazing what the actors do. And the community that they set up down there in in, in Atlanta and have been a part of it even for two episodes, dream come true. And I can also say that I was the first to die in season five, and I will have that on my tombstone probably. I know, and it was one of the the more gruesome deaths as well. Uh, I would have to say, put uh, your yeah, put right? your girlfriend, put your girlfriend Anna. You know, she became zombie zombie food, so that didn't turn out too well for her either. No, no, it's just, you know, <laughs> Terminus just sucks anyway, you know? <laughs> so, you've been a part of two huge franchises, you know, with Gotham, you're part of DC, so when you're at conventions, do you, do you have like a, it, what's the, what's the mixture like of fans? Do you still get a lot of Walking Dead fans that come up to you and want autographs oh, yeah. and pictures? Do you? Oh, definitely, yeah, there, there's a lot of people, and it's amazing, yeah, it is huge, I mean, not surprising because everyone in the lab watches The Walking Dead, rightfully so. But um, but it's also like, yeah, there's definitely people who remember and they come through and like, and the funny thing is, is that you know the way it all went down is, so I had that that episode in the fourth season and I didn't I didn't die at the end, so so uh, <laughs> so you know who knew what was going to happen, 
Uh, they, of course, didn't tell me. And then in the, in the meantime, I booked Gotham, and we shot our first pilot. And then they called me up when we were between, uh, we were in a little uh, summer break then, uh, before we went back to shoot the rest of the first season of Gotham. They called up, and they were like, we want to bring him back. It's like, no lines, nothing, but it's a great scene, and you're the first guy of season five. And, of course, I was like, yes. But here's the thing is that I will never know, like, I'll just, I'll never know if, if they had plans to make, to take Sam further, you know what I mean? Like there was no way they could at that point, because obviously there was no way I could do Gotham and the Walking Dead at the same time. So, you know, but, but, you know, so, so yeah, I always wonder, you know, in my head, if, if Sam was going to be something, you know, more than what he was, but you know, such is the fate of so many people in the Walking Dead anyway. The way it goes. Definitely. Well, one last question about The Walking Dead before we move on and talk a little bit about Gotham. If Sam were still alive, would you would you still be loyal to Rick or would you join Negan? I think I think he would absolutely be loyal to Rick and and but mostly to Rick uh, as an extension of Carol. Like I think you know Carol, you know the fact that she you know she. She uh, stitched up his shoulder. She took care of him. But, you know, I like, you know, in my head, like, there was a connection there that I would have, if I were writing the show, I would have, I would have done, I was, I would have, like, explored that connection more. Um, but, but, yeah. Oh, say la vie, right? That's right. All right, so let's get on to Gotham. You play one of the most notorious Batman villains of all time. You bring such a great, unique um, you know, characterization uh, to the Penguin. I know on the show you don't like being called the Thank Penguin. You. I think you've kind of embraced that more. But you're awesome. I must say that there's been other people that have come before you, but you you nailed the character 100%. I'm not just saying that because you're on Thank the phone. You, people that know me know I think you're one of the, the standouts of that show. Oh, so, thank you so much, man. Oh, you're welcome. So I just want to know what – is this a role that you auditioned for, or did they call you and say, hey, we want you to come in and, and, and read for this, and then you actually – okay, I guess it's kind of a two-part question. Did you audition for the Penguin, or did you audition for someone else, and you actually became the Penguin? Yeah, no, I, I auditioned for what then became the Penguin. It was interesting because they – like The Walking Dead, they um, – they didn't give us a script. They didn't give us an actual scene from, from the show. They, they wrote a fake scene with fake names. And they, you know, and it was like, it was the untitled Warner Brothers project. So, you know, they, they, they didn't want to tell us what it was at all. And it wasn't until the night before that I went in that I was given the heads up what the project actually was. And the fact that it was, I was auditioning to be come to play the Penguin. But it was funny because like, because they hadn't told me right away, I had already worked on the scene and I had made all of, like, the, I had made all of my choices and, you know, committed to what I was going to do in the audition. But when I found out that it was the Penguin, I was like, well, I'm not changing anything because clearly they didn't want me to know that. Like, they didn't want me to come in with any sort of, uh, with any sort of, like, preconceived notions of what they wanted or, like, or if they wanted me to try and do some sort of iteration of what had been done before. You know, I feel like if they had wanted that, they would have said it, but they didn't. So I was like, I'm just going to go in and do my thing. And, you know, so, you know, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. And, and yeah, it stuck. It really stuck. It's amazing. It was also like, 
one of the easiest auditions I've ever had in my entire career. Like it just it just felt like and I know I'm superstitious from all of that. I never say this, but like after I auditioned, I called my husband. I was like, I was like, I don't, I think that went really good. I think it went really good. And he was like, okay. And he was like, and then yeah. Next thing you knew, I was I was flying to LA to test for the show. So it's been quite a ride. So so your version of the penguin, he you had you didn't take any uh mannerisms from any of the other penguins, uh the live action penguins or anything. This penguin is just is your version. Is is that what you're saying? It's mine mine and the and uh Bruno Heller, Danny Cannon, John Stevens and the rest of our writers. Like it's it, it all sort of we sort of created it together. It all started with them. Um, and yeah, I didn't really, I, I just knew that, again, I knew that they wanted something that, was, that hadn't been done before. I mean, there are, there are like homages to those characters. There are things that I find that, you know, I, or things that I know about the other uh, actors and what they've done. I'm extremely familiar with their work as, as the Penguin, but Danny DeVito and Burgess Meredith. Um, so, you know, there's like certain like, you know, there's like that sense of like, you know, I don't know that that sort of like sense of like uh, fiendish glee, you know, that sort of like funniness about them. There's a like sense of humor about the character that I've really been trying to find this season in particular. So you know, it's all of that is like you know that's all there in the character, and it's of course an homage to to the, those amazing actors who came before. But but yeah, nothing. There, there's nothing that I lifted from any either of them because again, like I didn't want to touch the brilliance that that they brought to. No, and that's actually like awesome to hear that this is like your iteration that you didn't try to become like anybody else. So that makes your performance like even better, uh, in my opinion. Oh well, well, thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, So a little bit, um, you know, you got the character as as the penguin. did you read any story arcs um, after you got the the role, or were you a comic fan, comic book fan before you even auditioned for Gotham? I'm embarrassed to say that I wasn't a huge comic book fan. I mean, I was familiar, uh, of course, with you know with the comics, and and uh, I was more of uh, I I mean I I consumed the movies like religiously, like you know Schumacher and all. Like I loved I loved the Batman films. Of them, and I, so so I you know I, that was really my hook. But like, but once I got the role, I reached out to Jeff Johns, the you know the head of, creative head of DC, and you know just to say hi and like you know it's amazing to meet him. I mean he's where all of this begins and ends for us, you know. And um and then and so yeah, I was like you know if you have any you know any stories or or like any specific comic books relating to Penguin that I might find that might be useful for me, if you could just send me the titles. And he was like, no, I'll send them to you. And so he, like, handpicked some comics. And the one in particular that I drew a lot from was, was the uh, Penguin Pain and Prejudice comic, which is uh, just a brilliant story and, and really delves into who this character is psychologically. It's, like, it's, it's really where you get into it uh, in, in that comic that, that really spoke to me. So, so yeah, that was the main, the main influence for for, uh, or the main, the main co- the actual influence from the comics that that really helped me a lot to to bring the character to life. In the uh, in the first couple of seasons, 
you know, you worked alongside uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character, Fish Mooney. Um, what was your what yes. was your time like working with uh, Jada Pink Pinkett? Did you learn uh, a lot from her? Oh yes, I learned much from Jada, and like she was like she was an uh, she was an angel sent from above for me that first season because like you know getting on like you know going from zero to a million like ha- like what happened to me with this show in terms of visibility is really scary and it's you know it's being like being a public person and being like interviewed and and, and being out there is a skill in and of itself and and there is no one better at it than Jada Pinkett Smith she's the most poised the most intelligent she like uh, like you put her in the room and she you know she knows she just has a very commanding, strong sense of self. And you absolutely need that to survive in this business. And, you know, look at how she's doing now. I mean, there you go. So it's like they paired me with her to do a lot of the press junkets at the beginning of the Gotham ride. And I was just so touched that, that she was there and that, you know, we would be talking to interviews together. And I just learned, you know, how to approach this business and still keep my own personality and, and keep you know, my own self protected in a healthy way. And I just, I, I, I think she, I just think the mood of her, um, she's a really, really amazing person. And then of course, acting wise, like, you know, the, again, I just go back to the professionality, the fact that, you know, she's a superstar and yet she shows up and she is not a diva. She like, you know, hits the ground running like the rest of us. She knows her lines. She knows her shit. Excuse me. She's amazing. So yeah, I I, I just yeah that, that first year in particular, I learned so much of what it means to be an actor in television and to be just a public persona in general. It was really really amazing lesson to learn, and she's I just I can't thank her enough for that. Oh yeah, no doubt. I and I actually grew to love her character quite a bit, and I was sad to hear you know that that you know she wouldn't be coming back at least for the time being. But you know we're at season four. We're almost at the uh, season finale. Uh, your character from season one to season four has has developed so much. We've seen uh, tidbits of homages to the Penguin from the comic books. Um, where would you like to see Oswald go uh, on the show? Do you think we might see you kind of develop the uh, the umbrella uh, arsenal, you know, with the gun and the knife oh, and, and stuff like that? Absolutely. I would love that. I mean, you know, at the same time, like, I would also, like, um, I, you know, I, I, I want the show to go on as long as it can. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wary of, like, introducing too much at once. But yeah, I think that definitely like the umbrella gadgets I would really look forward to. But you know, to be honest, the thing I look I I would look most forward to, and I know nothing about it. I don't even know if we have another season. So like, I know nothing about where Oswald is going in in, in anything beyond the finale of season four. But personally, the, the the thing that I would really like to introduce is, is the the monocle. There in 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 stories, you know, it's an it's an injury that he receives in his eye that is the reason for the monocle. And, you know, there's something about that that I find really exciting, even though it means I'll probably have to wear, like, a contact lens, which I've never worn one before, so that terrifies me. But, I, but like, I, love, I think that's just another, like, you know, the story of Oswald is how here's this person who could have been, you know, a brilliant, kind, loving, 
person. Like, had the world treated him better? Like, there, I really do believe that there's a there's a loving, gentle soul underneath all of it, down deep down below. But but what Gotham has done to him is is beat all of that animal out of him, and and essentially turning him into an animal, like you said before, the penguin. I mean, you know, when at first he wasn't embracing it, and now he is. He's becoming an animal. And there's something about with the limp, and then to to have an injury in his eye, it's almost like this humanity is being, like, stripped away from him, being, like, ripped away from him, you know? And I think there's something really cool, and just there's something really symbolic and beautiful in that. So that's... And and also, I don't know who would do it, like, who would, who would stab him in the eye. I think that's so exciting. That would be such an interesting dynamic that... I could have with any of our characters on our show. So, so yeah. So hopefully that's something that we can have coming in, in the future. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, they. There was a scene uh, earlier this uh, season uh, between you and uh, Cameron Monaghan's Jerome, uh, where. Uh, you know that injury probably could have taken place, and I'm talking about the uh, the very famous one of the best scenes from this season, uh, where you and Cameron have the the showdown uh, in prison uh, there in Arkham Yard <laughs> doing yeah. the mime scene. So can you take us through the day on set? You know, you and Cameron are, are doing this fantastic mime scene. Uh, I mean, what what was yeah. that like? Okay, yeah, so the scene in Arkham between me and Jerome, the scene was that was all in one day, and it was one of the hardest and yet most rewarding days I've ever had in the four years we've been shooting Gotham, and in no small part, that's well, that's mostly because of Cameron Monaghan and just his general brilliance, and like, when you find chemistry with a fellow actor, you know, it's something that you can't force. And I found it with Cameron and just also just a very similar drive and a similar commitment to character and to the work. And so that, you know, that is all just to a testament to Cameron and his immense talent. But then also like, yeah, so that scene is like, you know, it's, it's really, it's Oswald at his lowest. Like really, like, I mean, I, I, I really wanted to play out how, you know, just bereft he is, how, you know, how low he is, how awful and humiliating Arkham Asylum is for him to find himself back there after, you know, after getting himself out of it and becoming King of Gotham and, you know, and running everything and then finding himself back there for finally for something that he actually didn't do for once. So that's, you know, even extra gone. So I wanted to play up that, you know, just like how just awful it was. And then to bounce that off of Jerome... Cameron's energy, who's playing Jerome as king of the castle, you know, there's just like, there's so many opposites and so much energy there that we could play with, and so, and yeah, and so we did, and, you know, it was really, um, it was a really intense day, and a very emotionally intense day, all of those scenes, and so, you know, I'm not talented enough where I can just sort of turn it on and off, and it's not like I'm method or anything that I'm like, you know, sitting there crying all day. But, you know, to be in that emotional state, it's not like I can sit around and eat Twizzlers and talk about, you know, the Oscars or something with everybody else. No, it's like I sort of had to focus. And Cameron has that similar focus. So we would sort of be, like, wandering around like zombies while everybody else is, like, going about their work day, you know, like, and just, like, knowing that we had to get into these crazy characters' mindsets for those, for those scenes. Um, yeah, there was, one, there was one moment where I had to put the clown costume on uh, and it was a tight shot. So I, I ducked out of the camera's frame and put the costume on 
uh, before I, I stood back up into frame for the close-up. But when I went down to put the costume on, I was in, still in the middle of the scene, and I knew I was off camera. So I really wanted to amp up the, the emotional thing. So as I was putting on, Cameron is sitting right there, like he was in the scene, except he's off camera. And I just looked at him, you know, as well, and I just, like, you know, started screaming in his face. I was screaming, you are a bully, you are nothing, you are an animal. Like, I was just, like, I was venting all of that, those feelings that Oswald must have felt when he was a bullied child, you know, when, yeah, when he, when he was younger. Like, I just, I wanted to channel all of that because this was a de- definitely, like, when, when we were shooting those scenes, and especially those bullying scenes where, uh, where Jerome is just torturing Oswald, I was like, Oswald has been here before. He knows that he's, this has happened to him before. You know, and, and, and it happened to him when he was a child and he was helpless, you know, and like I wanted to really see how um, so like when I, I got a friend, I like was just like raging, putting on his costume and like screaming in Jerome's face. And it was really like I think it just made the scene all the more visceral and emotionally real for everybody involved. And so I so I'm just really, 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 really proud of that that scene of that episode. Well, Robin, I appreciate you walking us through that. Like I said, that was one of the best uh, scenes from season four so far. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I appreciate you coming on. and uh, Yeah, and I appreciate you giving us the time to actually speak with you today. I know I know, we got to wrap things up, so I'll uh, go ahead and do, uh, do that uh, right now. All right, awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all giving us the time today That's and uh, look, forward to, uh, look forward to seeing you in Nashville. Thank you our show man it means so much to all of us oh i appreciate it can't wait for next season hopefully we can get you back on sounds good anytime man i'm here i'll see you now appreciate it thank you see you in nashville all right thank you bye-bye bye-bye thank you all right everybody that's been robin lord taylor the penguin from fox's gotham what a great interview a lot of insight into his character uh that was awesome to hear that uh he would actually like to adopt the monocle for the penguin uh he'd also like to adopt the uh the arsenal of the umbrellas so a lot of cool stuff um hopefully to come from him uh in the future on gotham but everybody that's uh today's uh special interview hope everybody enjoys this interview and we'll definitely got some more uh coming down the road uh this interview also was brought to you by our new sponsor movie tees uh you can find them at movietees.com that's m-o-v-i-t-e-e-s.com they have some awesome movie inspired t-shirts and if you use code GVN at checkout, you can get 10% off store-wide. So once again, that's MovieTees.com without the E. Everybody, my name is Kanan. I hope everybody uh, has a great day. And just remember that Geek Vibes Nation is for geeks by geeks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.